Taking care of yourself and prioritizing self-care isn't a reward. Resting isn't a reward. It is a prerequisite for creating great work and having a balanced life. It helps us stay focused on the goals we've set, maintain healthy and thriving relationships with others and our families and ourselves, and it helps us keep our stress levels in check. It is not a reward. It is a requirement. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am excited. We're talking about self-care for shop owners through the holiday season and just business owners in general. Sometimes I think I create the content that I also need to hear myself (laughs) because you know how it goes. Like everyone needs to remember to take care of themselves. So yeah. That's what we're talking about today, but we're talking about some really practical ways to self-care. Like we're not just talking about go for a walk and light a candle and take a bubble bath. Those things are lovely. And if you love those things, please do them. I lit a candle this morning when I got to my office. I'm not a big candle person, but it just felt right. And working out and going for a walk is extremely critical for my mental health. But also there are like legitimate things we need to do to take care of ourselves. And I think that that is kind of a buzzword now, especially in the online business industry. But these things are so critical to the health of our business. Like when we are not well, our business cannot possibly do well, especially as solopreneurs and handmade business owners and like the person wearing almost all the hats personally, even though I have a team, I still wear the majority of the hats in my business, right? So taking care of yourself is just the number one thing you have to do. Let's talk about it. Obviously, you know you're going into the busiest season of the year. Like we already know that. We've been talking about it for weeks. And you know that if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to keep up with your work and the most important things in your life, which are your family, your friends, yourself, you know, spending time with your loved ones this year. And when you're working long hours, it's really easy to neglect yourself. But taking time out for self-care is essential to maintaining your mental health. It's like we know this stuff. We just don't always prioritize it especially when we have so much on our plates. You know, we already have a lot on our plates now and it's only October. And so it's just going to, like that heap is just going to keep piling on. So let me first just lay this out here. Taking care of yourself and prioritizing self-care isn't a reward. Resting isn't a reward. It is a prerequisite for creating great work and having a balanced life. It helps us stay focused on the goals we've set, maintain healthy and thriving relationships with others and our families and ourselves, and it helps us keep our stress levels in check. It is not a reward. It is a requirement. Okay, we got that, right? Like, check, okay? Let's talk about 
really tangible things you can do to prioritize self-care. I guess it's kind of like creating a self-care plan for the holiday season and beyond. Like it doesn't have to just stop at the end of the holidays. Like create the self-care plan that's non-negotiable in your life. So start by conducting a pre-holiday check-in. Before the rush hits, before things get crazy, check in now to understand how you're feeling. What are your mental health needs currently? Can you think of ways that you can support yourself better to maintain a healthy mindset through the coming months? For me, I've been working on a lot of personal things like journaling. I've been trying to do EFT every day or at least more days than not. (laughs) And then I've also just started doing more meditation or like guided meditation. This is a practice that I've always wanted to do but haven't been able to get into the habit of. And so I'm really focusing on creating a meditation habit. So create a pre-holiday check-in, like how are you feeling right now? And then you want to determine what your self-care goals are. What does optimal self-care for yourself look like? What are your goals when it comes to taking care of yourself and your mental health and your physical and emotional and psychological well-being? How do you want to feel during the week? How do you want to feel during the holidays? Like what are your priorities? What do you want to make time for? We've talked about this in earlier episodes when we talked about preparing for the holidays, like planning out, you know, what family and community events you're going to attend. What are you going to make time for? I probably said it like 16 times. You guys are sick of hearing it. I really want to take my daughter ice skating this year. It's top priority for winter time for me to take her ice skating, even though I have an allergy to the cold. Bizarre, but yes, when I get cold, I get hives. It's insane, but it is a top priority. I will bundle up head to toe like a marshmallow man, and I will take my daughter ice skating this year, finally. Map out those blackout dates. Go ahead, mark off the days on your calendar when you need to be completely focused on your family. What days do you absolutely need to be offline and present in your life with your family and friends? Put those on your calendar. And then you can map out your on dates. On the flip side, like there are going to be days when you are going to be busy if you're planning holiday promotions. Like if you are planning a Black Friday holiday promotion, you will have to be available on Black Friday to answer emails or, you know, fix things if something comes up. So put those dates on the calendar as well. When do you absolutely need to be online and present for your business? Put those dates on the calendar. And then look at those days in between. The days that are not blacked out or days that you're not needing to be on for your business You want to structure when you can be present for your business and when you can be present for your family and yourself and your own life and your own like needs. So can you create a schedule? Do you already have a set schedule? For me personally, I work from like eight-ish in the morning to, well, now like 2.30 because that is when my kids are in school and I'm working very hard to stop working in the evenings because it's not good for my mental health. When I work late at night. I dream about work. It's like I cannot turn my brain off unless I, you know, stop work much earlier in the day. So try to create some structure within your days for those days that you have a little more flexibility. Now, I understand that we're like working moms and we also have to be flexible with our kids. We don't really know, like, is someone going to get sick? So do the best you can and then don't beat yourself up 
if it doesn't work out perfectly. That's something I struggled with for a long time. And even now, I would say I probably struggle with it. Like last week, my son was sick. I stayed home with him one day. And I I wasn't able to get a lot done because he just wanted to snuggle. And I was okay with it, which is something I've had to work hard to get to that point. I used to not be okay with you know, needing to take time off for a doctor's appointment or needing to take time off for sickness. So work to be okay with needing to be flexible. <laughs> also, creating routines that can support those days will be really great. If you get into a good morning routine to kick off your day, then you will be productive during your working hours and you will feel less like you need to work longer hours because you're like on top of things. So creating routines that can support your self-care goals is going to be another key part to maintaining like healthy boundaries with your time, especially with your time, I think, during the holiday season. And then I also think it's really important to get these dates on your calendar and like the shared family calendar. So check in with family members and ensure that your dates are on their calendars. Like if your family knows you have to work Black Friday, maybe your family can make plans with someone else to go, you know, have a play date with their next door neighbors on that day, or your husband can take the kids ice skating instead of you that day, whatever it is. But when you check in with your family members and make sure those are on your calendar, it'll make it easier for you to feel like you can stay present in your work and then also stay present when you're off work because it's it's in the calendar and everyone knows or everyone's trying. My kids still struggle with knowing when mom has to work and not if I have like a, a late night event or they like, for example, they had last Friday off and I still had to work and they were very mad at me. But with my husband, my husband is a bus driver. So I feel like if it's a random day off and not a special holiday, he can be with them that day and I can have a dedicated day to work without feeling guilty. And that's allowed. Okay, so then here are some practical self-care, I don't know, to-dos for the holidays, but also for every day. Get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation is linked to increased stress and anxiety. I know it's tough. Try to get at least seven hours a night. Move your body. Elle from Legally Blonde says it best. Exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. (laughs) So you don't have to push yourself to reach a new PR, but you can absolutely make time for some movement, a walk, yoga, stretching, or just being outside if the weather is nice and you don't have a cold allergy. (laughs) I recently fell in love with two things. One, walking on my treadmill while I work very slow paced, but like, you know, it's like when I'm working on particularly coding or writing, it's a good time for that. I can just walk very slow and be in flow while I'm working. So I love taking an opportunity to do that. I also started taking a a fitness class in the mornings at my local community center. And it is the greatest class I have ever been to. It is full of the most wonderful ladies who are like, 55 and up. They are so sweet. And the class is like low impact, but really fun and energizing. The days I go, like today, I went this morning and I am like bursting with energy. So it's a perfect day to record content because I am like pumped. So just getting some movement in is really helping elevate my mood. The other thing I do to get movement in is like every hour or two, I will go for a walk around my block. I actually do two blocks in my little like 
downtown area where my office is. I just walk two short blocks. It takes less than 10 minutes, but it's better than sitting at my desk for hours on end. So try to get a little bit of movement in here and there. I also want to remind you that everyday chores that require a lot of movement, like scrubbing your bathrooms or washing your car, that counts. So like if some days you feel like I don't have movement in because I have to scrub the bathrooms, like turn on your fitness app and track that because it counts. Maybe this is an overshare, but I get sweaty when I'm scrubbing bathrooms, okay? So totally counts. If you've got to like vacuum vigorously to get some movement in, do it. Also, side note, I know I've gone off on a little tangent here, but Megan Trainer music on Spotify is fantastic for just like dancing while you do the dishes, while you vacuum, while you pick up the laundry. Try that. Okay. <laughs> so the next thing is creating a morning flow or an afternoon check-in or an evening wind-down routine, anything like that. A morning routine will help you set the tone for the day and connect with your priorities. An afternoon routine can serve as a reset if your day has felt kind of off kilter. And the evening routine is like a ritual that you can use that helps close out the day and clear your mind as you get ready for those seven hours of good sleep. So, you know, whatever works for you. I've always like struggled because I felt like I needed to have this gigantic like 50 part morning routine. But I've realized that I have a morning routine just because it's not like the Instagram style of morning routine, I still have one and it works for me. So then just creating more routines in that environment that works for you is going to be the best. If you have not listened to Atomic Habits by James Clear, that is my favorite book that talks about like habit building. And one of his favorite things is like habit stacking. So that is one way I have remembered to do things. For example, I've always struggled to wash my face at night but I started washing my face at night with like a wipe when I was reading. So I washed my face in my bed with a wipe while I'm reading. And now I wash my face (laughs) because I've already been reading every single night. So I just added in another step. Weirdly enough, I also do that with flossing. I love to floss when I'm doing other things because (laughs) it's like taking time to floss is something that I don't remember, but flossing while I'm doing something else that I wanted to do is much easier for me. I know it's weird, but again, it's that ADHD stuff. I don't know if I mentioned that in this episode or the last one I recorded, but the way my brain works is just a little bit different. Okay, so then let's see. Tech minimal times. This is so good. Map out times when you will give yourself a break from technology. No phone, no laptop, no TV, maybe even no music, just quiet, peaceful time. Those are really powerful. I've been taking a lot of silent time in my car just to like kind of zone out, but you know, I'm driving. So when you're focused on something else that needs your attention, your brain can kind of just be quiet for a little bit. So I've been like having no music. Of course, there's no electronics in the car. It is like my new favorite time. Another great time for like kind of zoning out is when you're in the shower. I actually got this tip from Becky Mullenkamp, who is a coach I've worked with in many different capacities. But she talked about doing affirmations in the shower because it's, again, habit stacking. You're in the shower. You're already doing something that you were going to do anyways. So it's a great time to add in another layer. And you could even like hang up a little laminated card if you needed to, to remember to do those things. Your husband might think you're crazy or your roommates if you're sharing a house, but who cares? (laughs) Who cares? 
tech-free walks is a really great way. It's another way to just really get some fresh air, center on yourself. When I take my walks around the block, I try to leave my phone at the office. It's just really great. I also, when I'm walking, will go to the library, which is the next one on my list. Read a good fiction book. A couple of years ago, I had to take a 100% like clean break from reading business books and like self-development books because my brain felt full of other people's ideas. I felt like I couldn't hear my own voice anymore. And I really got into reading fiction again. And now I'm just hooked. Sometimes I will listen to a development book when I'm doing things, but mostly I read fiction. So I want to share some of my favorite recent reads with you. I share that I read a lot on Instagram all the time. Everyone on there, we have conversations. I like to post my books. Sometimes I post the books I read for the month. And so I love talking about books with you guys. So if you have any books that you want to recommend to me, let me know. I would love to listen to them. But here's a few that I just recently read that I would highly recommend. Number one, The No Show by Beth O'Leary. It's a really cute rom-com book. It's so adorable. It like It's one that can, did not leave my mind. It's also the one that my children ruined the library book. So I got to pay $16 for a ruined library book. It was very wonderful. <laughs> but The No Show is fantastic. I also love anything by Kate Quinn. She writes historical um, women's fiction. So I read The Huntress lately, and right now I'm reading The Rose Code. Those aren't new books, but they are very, very good. Also, she has another one I loved was The Diamond Eye by Kate Quinn. Those are all World War II historical fiction. She also has like a, like I don't know if it's Greek or Roman series, but I'm definitely getting that one next. Drunk on Love by Jasmine Gilroy is really good. I love Jasmine Gilroy. She's written a lot of really cute women's romance books. Let's see. Anything by Abby Jimenez, I love. I also really liked Birds of California by Katie Katugo. I listened to the audiobook of that. So that's a really great one. Oh, also, thank you for listening by Julia Whalen. Those are really good. Julia Whalen is my favorite narrator. I love Audible. So there's some fiction books that I recommend. You'll have to let me know if you read them or share some of your favorites with me because I'm always looking for new things to read. Although I have put myself on a ban from putting holds on the library books because I have too many at the moment. So I got to work through some of them. So send me some so I can add them to my list my ever-growing list. Okay, so reading a good book, taking a break. I also, I want to say like taking a day off that feels like you should be working. That is a really good way to rest and recharge. Like take a day and go with your bestie to, you know, the neighboring town and go out for lunch. That is a fantastic way to just refresh and rejuvenate, recharge your batteries and come up with new ideas. And then one other thing I've been doing with my therapist that has been helping or recommended by my therapist is listing out my accomplishments, even for just a day. Like, what did I actually get done today? Because it can take a toll on our minds when we are constantly working and pushing to accomplish more and more and more because we feel like we've never done enough. And honestly, that is something that I personally struggle with. It's so easy to forget just how much we're getting done, but keeping a list each day and tracking all your tiny and large accomplishments is really rejuvenating. It feels really good when you look at the end of the day and you see a full list of all the things you got done. It is like perfection. It feels so good. Okay, so I know I went like a mile a minute here. This is something I've just become really passionate about this year. You guys know I went through this major health issue with having 
emergency abdominal surgery, being in the ICU for 10 days, being on bed rest for two weeks after that. I had to take a full month off work. And then I fought with my immune system for, I feel like I'm finally coming out of like the immune system fog, except now I have new allergies that have developed. So I get hives very easily. I break out. I've just noticed that constantly pushing and pushing and pushing is causing a physical toll and giving myself time and forcing myself to take care of me is really helping manage a lot of that. You know, a lot of experts in like the manifestation and like mindset and meditation, they truly believe that focusing on self-care and taking care of yourself and like meditating and re-energizing yourself brings new ideas, uh, new energy, new enlightenment to you. And I'm not super woo, but I am, I'm really starting to embrace that. Like the better I take care of myself, the better I can be in my business, period. That's it. That's how it goes. (laughs) Anyways, I really, I just really want you to take care of yourself this season. I, I know it can be easy to burn out during the holidays. It can be easy to feel frustrated and overwhelmed by all the things going on, all the things we're not getting to, all the things we feel like we should be doing. But building in some of these habits now here in October is going to make it so that they are routine come end of November. You are your most important asset. Hands down, you are your most important asset. Okay, friends, thanks for listening. Take care of you today. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.